Shalom and welcome to the CJN Podcast Rivkush. I'm Rivka Campbell and our podcast is sponsored by the Canadian Race Relations Foundation. Today my guest is Tomasz Wormser. He grew up in Budapest and now lives in Montreal and he has established himself as a presence on the Canadian and international film scene for the years following his immigration in 1986. His films have garnered many international awards and recognition. His latest film is about a small Jewish community in rural Uganda who came, who came into contact with Orthodox rabbis from Israel, and as a result of that, everyone was transformed. The film explores identity, religion, and the long shadow of colonialism in a nuanced, sometimes disturbing, and startlingly beautiful feature documentary. His film will premiere at the Toronto Jewish Film Festival on June 8th. So welcome, Tomash. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Yeah. So first of all, full disclosure, I did have the privilege of seeing your documentary. And it was it was very interesting because we hear a lot about, I don't like to call them um, communities we've discovered, um, because for the most part, in some ways, shape or form, they've been there for a while, right? Um, but this had a different flavor to it. So what I'd like to ask you is, how, what is the genesis of this, this documentary? Like, what led you to do this well it uh, it takes me back to my previous film that was also dealing with jewish subjects these are my only two films that deal with that um it was called the wandering muse and um, it was basically asking the usual question what does it mean being a jew and i looked at uh, answers through the music of the jewish diaspora and um and I came across with this community's uh, music, like they are singing uh, uh, Hebrew prayers in uh, East African melodies, and it just I was like enchanted by it. Can I ask you a question? Can I yeah, just sure. int- how did you come across their music? Where was it? Well, I was doing research, and um, well, if I rewind, uh, the, one of the first thing I filmed um, um, for that film was a scene between an American and a Russian Jew in Berlin uh, singing an anti-Zionist song written and published in the 1920s in Yiddish. And and I was just like fiberglassed that this existed, and so I wanted to I wanted to find music that is uh, Zionist that shows the other side, and um, and then when I found this community and in a way they are the Jews of the Jews because they, they are the outsiders of the outsiders they are not being recognized by most Jews even though. They have been practicing Judaism for over 100 years. They don't claim to be a lost tribe. Um, Their leader converted in 1919, officially. Um, So they have been Jews ever since. And they are very serious about it. They are very very religious, very spiritual. And and so that's how I ended up... uh, um, discovering this community and visiting them. So when I arrived, I arrived to a village which uh, was very poor and 
poor meaning like they have no running water they have no electricity they they you know the shabbat dinner is like they are all eating from the same plate and uh, with their hands and uh, and there's hardly any food mm-hmm. and uh, and then they all sing because they have no tv so they sing and they okay. they dance and um, it was quite um, quite a shocking experience for me because i thought that this community that is considered to be by our definition right. is way, way more rich than I've ever seen anywhere in Europe or North America yeah. because they have no money. They only have each other. So if somebody needs help, the whole community was there to support. Okay. So I was really amazed by that. Yeah, your words and, speak uh, such truth. Your words speak such truth about the poor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was really, really beautiful, and uh, and they really accepted me. Uh, I was uh, the first white person who actually slept in the village, um, and uh, because people go usually go back to their hotel, um, and uh, and it was um, uh, suddenly. So I was filming that film, and then suddenly a group of uh, rabbis arrived from Israel mm-hmm. and I knew that they will be coming um, and suddenly there was another film happening in front of my eyes that I had to film like I, I was in it and oh. um, and that film is this film that uh, developed because um, um, it was such a fascinating encounter um, these rabbis and this uh, community, right. and I decided to follow them. So over the next seven years, I went back five times, and uh, and I followed this relationship on the long term. Um, and um, yeah, that's how the film was born. Okay, so taking it back a step, there were other visitors before, for you, other like white visitors, because you you mentioned that nobody, you were the first one to stay over, right? What brought the other visitors there in the first place, and what brought, like, why did the rabbis come there in the first place? Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? Like, it just feels so random, but it's obviously yeah. not. Well, um, it was actually their second time visiting the community. Um, they. Uh, they um, um, they found out they f- they visited the first the, the Kenyan uh, community in Nairobi, and wow. then uh, then they came over to Uganda, and uh, these are all all these rabbis. Uh, the main rabbi is uh, Rabbi Riskin, Rabbi Shlomo Riskin, mm-hmm. who is quite a well known uh, and controversial, uh, in many ways progressive. Um, uh, rabbi right. um, in uh, in Israel from New York, and right. almost all the rabbis in his groups are Anglophone rabbis from Australia, Canada, or the United States. Right. And he himself, he um, he's from um, Efrat too, which is considered in the Shamron. Yes. Yes, they yeah. are. They are. Uh, they are all from Efrat, yeah. in fact, um, and. Uh, and um, yeah, so they all live there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they uh, decided to 
to help this community to be recognized. So they they organized an official conversion. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the film, the way I imagined when I started it, would follow this community through its recognition to moving to Israel. But, uh, of course, that never happened. Um, they did the conversion that is more like a recognition because these people have been very religious, practicing Jews for the last hundred years. Right. Um, so, so they didn't consider themselves anything else but Jews. So it's and kind of like remove are... all doubt for the rest of us, right? Well, yeah, that yeah. was the purpose of it, but uh, it did uh, nothing for for Israel to recognize. You know, like Israel still doesn't recognize them. Really. Um, so, so yeah, that is the that is the problem. So, um, well, not that surprising, unfortunately. No, it's not. But but very heartbreaking. What is other than you know we can state the obvious why Israel won't recognize it, and let's just say because in my opinion, you can correct me if I'm wrong. First of all, they're people of color. Secondly, they're from Africa. They're poor. So I think you know. I think part of Israel's concern, and I say that in quotation marks, is that they're not sincere. They just want to live better, right? Well, the um, the um, I imagine um, yes. The 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 rabbis claim that uh, that uh, Israel, the government of Israel, is racist. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's what they say. Um, it is, you know, I possibly true, uh, as hard as, it, for me it is very difficult to imagine because, you know, I'm I'm kind of an outsider in this whole group because I'm not, uh, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in God, and uh, yet I have a very strong Jewish identity, um, so, so, um, um, so I, you know, in many ways I was an outsider uh, in this group. Um, but uh, but I you know I didn't see any reason why they should not be recognized. <laughs> you know, like right, right. when they are, when they were when they were interviewed before the uh, conversion, there were questions asked that I didn't know. I had no idea of any of the answers. I didn't have to respond them because I'm accepted as a Jew. Mm-hmm. But uh, they all knew the responses. So, um, so you know, it is uh, it is fascinating. On the other hand, they have never heard of Hitler. Some of many of them never heard of Hitler. So, but oh. on the other hand, we have never we have never heard of what they had to go through during Idi Amin Dada, because uh, they, they had their own quote-unquote holocaust i mean they were not murdered in masses but it was illegal to be a jew and they had to go uh, into exile or or hide uh, their beliefs so uh, yeah it is very complex the film is very complex it really is it really is and you know as i mentioned in the in the intro there was the 
um, how would I, how did it, how was it phrased? The long shadow of colonialism. Um, it, it explores that also. So can you kind of delve into that a little bit? For me, it was fascinating to see, um, um, for me, it was fascinating to see how um, um, the white uh, people um, come and um, they, um, they, they show the quote-unquote poor black people how to live, mm. how, to, how to do things. And, and I was fascinated to, you know, like there's very, uh, like a lot of scenes that shows this, how, how with good intentions are trying to save these poor black people. Oh. But, on the, but there are so many layers to this. And, and on the bottom layer, it is arguably the opposite. It is the, the, the Africans who are saving the white because they are so spiritual, they are so much more knowledgeable than, than most Jews are about the religion, you know? So it enforces their, um, their beliefs. Yeah. Tomas, it's funny you should say that because, um, you know, I don't want, I'm so cognizant, I don't want to give too much away, right? But as I was watching it, because I'm also watching it from the perspective of a a person of color, and I'm watching and I'm thinking, why are they speaking to them like that? Why are they, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, there were moments where I felt a little uncomfortable. But but that's good. <laughs> I, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's actually a good thing because I was like, oh, no, 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 no. But then it was the beauty of, A, the way the community navigated it and the bond that still developed. And like you said, how it flipped, it flipped that concept. And the, the teacher became the student kind of thing. So it was yes. that one. But I, I was. There were parts, Tamash, where I was just like, oh, God. <laughs> it's just like, and especially from my North American lens, I was also thinking, mm-hmm. I would not let you speak to me like that. <laughs> but then yeah, you yeah, had yeah. To, I had to also take a step back. I also had to take a step back. But some of them, some of them do speak back. But most of the time, they are like extremely hospitable, yes. generous, and friendly people. Like yeah. they're just unbelievably yeah. nice, you know. Yeah. Like they are not confrontational at all, and no. they just uh, they just allow certain things to happen without, you know, get arguing about it. Right. Um, so what I wanted to say earlier, I didn't mm-hmm. really finish my thought. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, please. Of um, course you can. Uh, no, but I, I, I finished, but I didn't. I lost my thought that I was talking about that I'm not religious. So yes. For me, what what it means to be a Jew is uh, is to be to be on the side of the oppressed, to be anti-racist, to be um, you know, to 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 be a feminist, uh, like to uh-huh. listen to the women also, like I paid a lot of attention to them in the film. Um, so 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 for me, it's like really hard to accept how someone can call himself a Jew 
and be racist because like for me it's the opposite the meaning of it but that's what's so interesting about uh, about the film that we have different meanings you all have different meanings right. and uh, we don't agree but we are still belong to uh, the same community absolutely and i think i i agree with you 100 percent. and and we do get lost in who is a Jew or what does it mean to be Jewish? And we do tend as a, as a community to tie it into the religious aspect, the believing in God aspect and not recognizing that we are more than just that. And, 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 and sometimes we're none of that. Right. But I found yes. it also incredible that given you still, given the fact that you have said that you don't identify as a Jewish, as a religion. You're, you said you're atheist, yeah? Yes. Even though you still showed the beauty of Judaism as a religion. Well, for me, religion is not so important, but Judaism, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, spirituality is. Yes. So, so I always, in my work, I always try to show spirituality. Like that it, is, uh, um, that, that is, I'm, I'm fascinated by that and I have lots of respect for that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so while there are certain things that, you know, I'm, I'm showing like the, a roof and like things that I don't get, like I don't understand why yeah. is this part of, our, you know, our religion, uh-huh. um, that there are certain things that I find really beautiful and very uh, touching, and I was trying to to honor those. Yeah, you absolutely. You, you, in my opinion, you succeeded. So thank you. Yeah. So you were there. Let's give me a little bit about the perspective of. The rabbis, especially Rabbi Riskin, I have his name right. Yeah, Rabbi Riskin. Yes. Um, does he continue to support and interact? Is he part of? Have they given up on the hope of even going to Israel on a short term for for education for anything like that? Um, well, they they are still part of the. The community they they are teaching online, okay. and now now they have uh, internet and they have some limited uh, with solar panels. We have some limited electricity as well, so so um, they do take uh, online classes. Um, the you know the communities keep dividing. I mean that's uh, in a way the the film is about that too. How. Um, the Jewish community of the Abba Yudaya, um, which means the children of Judah, Judah, um, um, is keep being divided by by white people. Like they, before, they didn't have Orthodox, they didn't have Conservatives. They were Jews. <laughs> that that's it. And oh. um, and as the white rabbis are coming, they are they are slowly but surely keep being divided. So, so this village is where it started. Um, it's split into two, and then it's split into two again. Oh, and uh, and it all due to the interactions of uh, of the the white people who come there to help. 
but they cannot help everybody, so they choose a group and not the other. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so, um, oh, but do, do they, hmm. how does, so do they split them along, along denominations or just who they like? No, more? I mean, like, they, how did they it don't, split? They, well, they don't split it. Uh, they don't go there. Okay, I'm going to split the community. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, like there are different uh, stories, um, but it's always the same result. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, often it happens that uh, like one of the characters uh, in the film um, um, who comes from England, Ross, comes from England to to help the community. Uh, loses touch, uh, loses um, um, confidence with uh, with uh, our main character Inosh in the film, right. and decides to give the money to the other side of the village. Ah. That was not even that was not even like there wasn't even another group, but she sort of made another group mm-hmm. um, and said that okay, I'm giving you the money. So suddenly. You know everything falls apart, like right. You know, and uh, and this is just one example. Um, there are various examples uh, why they they split, but it's a community that grows uh, quite fast. Uh, they have on one hand they have lot of kids, on mm-hmm. the other hand, uh, <clears throat> on the other hand there are more and more people converting to Judaism. That is outside of this community. It's not part of this film, but right. there are other communities that, in the last ten years, have decided to become Jewish. <laughs> to the to the point that right now, there are more people wanting to be recognized as Jews than there are Jews. Wow! If you follow me. Yes, I do. I, met, I do. I met. I met uh, some Ibu. Uh, uh, brothers uh, in uh, Ibus are from from uh, from Nigeria. This, mm-hmm. There were a few of them were in Antaba in Uganda when they were studying or uh, working there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and many of the Ibus believe that they are the lost tribe, and there are millions of them, oh. millions. And uh, you know, also it's very problematic because. It is the only religion in the world that offers a citizenship. Yes. There's no other religion. There's no <laughs> other religion, and it doesn't make sense in a way. But you know, like, so, so, so this authority is very uh, suspicious to recognize anybody, especially non-white people right they're more flexible they were more flexible with the russians when they arrived yeah. it was okay that it was the the father's father was you know like they were yeah because very... they actually changed things to make it okay they changed the yeah. law to make it okay yeah but they don't do anything like that for the africans right right you know. Yeah. So um, it is unfortunate. But, it is unfortunate because yeah. you look at some of these African communities, and I wrap Ethiopia into that also, who go back. I, I will jokingly say when I do presentations, I'll say, you know what, when I read the, the, the Bible or the Humash, whatever, I said, when I read it, I will find reference to India. I will find reference to Ethiopia, but I will not find reference to Poland. So, you know, they go that far back, but mm-hmm. yet 
they constantly have to prove that they are worthy. Yeah. You know, I know Ethiopians, they have this tradition of being able to verbally go back and recite names generation upon generation upon generation just by oral memory. And mm -hmm. that's like an incredible history of millennia, right? Mm -hmm. But yet made yeah. to prove that they belong. And it is troublesome. I know. It's, it's really troublesome. You know what I um, realized as I was... The, the your main person Enosh yes the name because it's Enosh I'm gonna you might pronounce it better Enosh Kiki Mana Keki. Keki? Keki Mina Mina so I'm thinking to myself his name sounds so familiar to me why does it sound so and then I realize oh he's my Facebook friend <laughs> is he <laughs> yes there you go See how small the world is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like that's why he sounds familiar. So, but yeah, he, he's a wonderful musician also, and the spiritual leader and the community leader. Um, like he composed many of the music in the film. I saw that and, in the credits. I was like, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. He's, a, he's a very, very sophisticated. Like he speaks like twenty languages. Like. Africans speak so many languages, it's incredible. You know? They do, though. I was listening to their Hebrew, and I was rather envious. I was like, listen to their Hebrew. I've been struggling, and their accent is kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah, and they, 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 have, they have incredible hearing, too, you know? Like yeah, the, the, the way they sing, they always speak perfect. Yeah, because they're know? musical. They have the ear, so language yeah. is so easy for them. Yeah, he's been my Facebook friend. Get this, since 2013. <laughs> oh, wow. I know. Wow. You know what? I was uh, I, I went to the community in 2013, uh -huh. first time in January. That was, that was my first visit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, has he, I, I, I'm going to ask, have, has he seen it? Do they, members of the community, how many have seen it? Has he seen it? And what is their take on it? Nobody. <gasps> Nobody from the from either communities have seen it. In Uganda, I will bring it. I mean, it's a very difficult thing to to bring a film. Like you know, I would have to go there physically. Uh -huh. um, I, um, I I did present my last film that was partly filmed there, mm -hmm. and that was an incredible experience because uh, because you know it, as i said there was no electricity so i had to hire a, rent a generator and hire a, a guy with a projector and speakers wow. and we had to bring gas and and like with a big noise we were projecting wow. <laughs> on, the, on the wall of the school and and these people i realized right there that they have never seen a film never mind a documentary they've never seen a film oh, in their lives goodness. So they didn't even know how to look at the, like, you know. Yeah. And then, then when it ended, they were like, oh, we want to watch it again, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we watched it again, you know, until, until we ran out of gas, you know. Oh, my um, gosh. Um, so, so, yeah, no, I would definitely like to show, show them the film. Um, yeah. And, and uh, in Israel, the rabbis haven't seen it either. They haven't seen it. Because uh, so far, no Israeli festival or broadcaster had uh, shown interest, which is very strange for me. Kind of, yeah, because it, Israel is, is it, a feature in it. Like, it's like... 
Yes, it's very much about Israel, even though it's all filmed in a small village in Uganda. It is about, you know, a lot of, it's, a, it's about also about authenticity. That Okay, who is a true Jew? Who is to tell that he is or she is a true Jew? Like, who, who has the authority, you know? And why do, you know, like, how does this work? Like, what is... Um, I wonder yeah. what they're afraid of. I wonder what they're afraid of. Um, you know, because when I was looking at it and even hearing them, uh, you know, you feel the unbreakable and unmistakable connection to Judaism and to being Jewish. And mm-hmm. you would think that people living in the Jewish state would embrace and want to see this because they will recognize themselves in the people of Puti. Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so, so. It's like, what are you afraid of? And they have, somebody has to break through and show it. And I'm telling you, it's going to gain such traction um, among, I, I believe it'll gain traction among Israelis. I think they have an, Israelis themselves, never mind the bureaucracy and, you know, the, religious authorities and all that but i think israelis themselves would would embrace this story well yeah i mean i'd like to i, think. I hope i i hope to think too but so far i only got refusals so so let's see so maybe <laughs> maybe see. maybe you need the power and influence of the diaspora behind you to get it out there um and even maybe. like when i think of even you know, we mentioned, I just mentioned Facebook, right? And um, knowing that uh, he has quite a network on there, there's a source of getting it out there, right? And mm-hmm. that this, this, this documentary needs to be seen. So, and, and, and his friends, like I think our mutual friends expand across North America for sure, like Canada for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, did, and, and I think, you know, even having it at the Toronto Jewish Film Festival will help propel it into the consciousness of the Israelis. Yeah, well, it, the, the film has been at many festivals, uh, not only... But this is the Toronto Jewish Film Festival, come on! <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so we, we, had, uh, we had also Washington Jewish and Hong Kong Jewish, like all kinds of Jewish film festivals. We also had uh, some ethnographic film festivals, uh-huh. we also had some African film festivals, which is uh-huh. great, because it's a very African story. Right. Is probably a more African story than uh, more typical African story than a typical Jewish story. <laughs> oh, why do you say um, that? Well, because the Jews don't usually go around and convert. Oh, and, okay, uh, okay. And um, and Africa has been colonized by by um, by religions mostly uh, okay. mostly Muslim and Christians. Um, uh, so the Judaism is like it's almost negligent, like it's not non-existent compared to what it is, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, um, so you know that's that's why I think that it's more of an African story. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, when was the last time you were there? It was just before COVID, um, three years ago. Okay, so you're due to go back. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I would like to go back. It's kind of expensive to go back, but I, I, I will try to 
get a grant or somehow to return to Shorty. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I think you kind of need to and just, like, see for yourself how they're doing and, and whatever progress they've made. Yes. Um, so you went, you've, you, it was seven years of filming. So you got to see so many changes, I bet, in the community. Yes, yes. I mean, some of the some of the ten year olds were uh, starting to have uh, kids by the end of the film. You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like for real, like whole new generations. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I I often like uh, uh, films that uh, span over a long period of time because you get uh, different kinds of insight than just a, a still moment of the, of their life. You right, know? right. Um, so, uh, but plus also it, it, it took time to finance the film, to find money for it. And uh, yeah. uh, that was also, the, you know, one of the reasons why it took so long to make Oh, okay, Tomas, I've been working on a documentary for, the count now is probably going on 10, 11 years, mm -hmm. and it's all about financing. <laughs> I know, <laughs> there's way too much... Uh, Energy being wasted on, on running after money instead money. of making the film. Right? And it just kind of leaves, like, it kind of makes you depressed. It's like, okay, I guess it'll only ever be in my imagination and the limited B-roll footage that I do have. But um, what was something that surprised you the most about the community, even over the changes? Like, did you expect something to go one way and it went the other way or was there somebody there that you that you imagined growing in a do you know what I'm trying to say like what is it about is there anything that caught you well I I um, I mean first of all everything was like like I was just amazed by everything because I'm I was an outsider right mm -hmm. I was not uh, never been in a in a small African village in Sub-Sahara <laughs> never experienced that so so uh, so everything was like I was like wow and then the when the white people arrived who were like in a way closer to me to uh -huh. what I've seen you know I was still like wow like really, like that's what they think. That's how uh -huh. they believe. You know, wow. I, like for me, it was really just amazed by a lot of things. Um, in terms of expectations, I I was um, I was pitching a film for the longest time uh, that ends in Israel. That the community is being recognized and they move to Israel. So this has never happened. Mm -hmm. They were never recognized, and they were never allowed to move to Israel. Right. So, so the film ended in a way where it started. You know, like they are still not being recognized, but oh. they think that you know maybe the next generation or the generation after, eventually, they will be recognized. Right. You know. So, um, but I was disappointed. I was disappointed that. Uh, that it is at this moment it seems like an unattainable goal right. to be accepted can i ask you a question is it yes. on you know on a, on a scale of whatever to whatever how much does it mean to them to be accepted by israel to be able to go there is it is it you know well, what do you think okay put yourself in a situation of a uh, 
of a Ugandan person. Uh -huh. You know, like um, you have, you know, uh, by the time you are 30, you you probably lost uh, at least a kid or two, maybe three. Okay. Um, the, your parents are probably gone by then. Um, right. You know, they die very young. Like when I, when I, when I arrived, uh, Inoshi's daughter Bina, who is now at university, mm -hmm. at the time she was uh, ten years old. She had malaria and she had typhoid. Wow! It's like this is like very like I I did uh, get uh, malaria at uh, mm -hmm. one of my trips. And it's really bad. Like, it's really, really, like, I was so sick. And oh, they gosh. go through that all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time, you know. And uh, often they don't make it, you know. Like, it's just very heartbreaking, um, the conditions. Mm -hmm. So so just on a material level, like, you would want your kids to go to school, to right. maybe go to high school, finish high school, go to university. Like, these are very difficult things like those few people who make it they are exceptional like they are so smart like they are really really smart kids if they if they manage to wow. to uh, to get that far um it's but it's very unusual so you know you have you have a lot more opportunities on the other hand uganda is a very it's like paradise, like everything grows. It's very uh, lush and uh, generous. It, mm -hmm. You know, everything grows, the mango, the pineapple, the, you know, there's so much food. Um, so even if they are poor, they have things to eat. Right. Um, I, for them, moving to Israel or being recognized by Israel is very, mm -hmm. very important, not only to move there, but just to to be recognized for who you are. I mean, they okay. consider themselves Jews for a good reason. Right. They, they, they know uh, much more about the religion than most of us uh, who call ourselves Jewish, mm -hmm. yet they are still not being accepted. So, yeah. I guess yeah. that, that, makes, that, that, that makes absolute sense, because I even think about in my day-to-day -day Jewish world life ultimately that is what most people whether they articulate it um out loud or not ultimately that is kind of like the marker of if if israel says i'm okay then i'm okay you know because we we mm -hmm. see that when we talk about conversions we see that when we talk about weddings all these things but in particular conversions i hear that a lot you know will this conversion be recognized in israel even if you're never going there <laughs> because that yeah, seems yeah, yeah. to be the the gold standard so i guess why wouldn't it be for puti also like why wouldn't it be there it's a jewish thing and the rabbi riskin who is who is a very very knowledgeable person in the mm -hmm. film he argues that that jews have considered themselves as a non-messianic religion but it's not true abraham was converted people Right. was converting people like you know I'm I, I know very little about religion and I mm -hmm. really accept his authority in the subject but I, I thought it was fascinating that you could actually argue but but in this particular case there is it's really more recognition just to accept them for who they they feel like who they are mm -hmm. you know 
So, um, um, yeah. yeah. But, but I do, I, I, I agree like that, that, that premise that even though I, I just picture, you know, two people arriving in Israel, one, one is a completely just a very, just a regular secular atheist, if you will, Jew, but happens to be white. And, you know, and then somebody from Puti who is like, could run rings around most of us. And really and truly, you're right. They would question them before they ever would question the, of course. the other Jew. Of and, course. And, and it's, it's like, wow. And that includes, that includes the, the Orthodox among who believe in Torah and study and knowledge and all this, yet it depends on who has that. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of wrong. It's kind of it is very disappointing. Wrong. It's, it's yeah. really disappointing because it goes back to what you said about how you define Judaism and, and it being the, the people that stand up for those who can't stand up alone. And it goes back to that is that we're not doing that. We're not no, helping no. our fellow. It's kind of sad. Wow! So it is very sad. So, but you know, the film also deals with um, with um, well, with the colonialist mentality that uh, that uh, we often carry with us, and um, and the different degrees of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, because it's not just one shade; like there are a lot of shades of racism, mm-hmm. and um, and. Um, um, yeah, and I was also trying to show the progress that happened over those seven years in the lives of women. Like that was yes. also a fascinating uh, side uh, line of the, the story. But there's so many kernels of like just awesomeness in your documentary. So I really do encourage people to, to watch it. And, um, and, and you did validate my... You validated my feeling of uncomfortableness and that it was okay. <laughs> and that it yes, was. absolutely. Because I was, I was, Tomash, I was, there were parts where I, like I said before, I was kind of like, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> but so, I know, I mean, sometimes I was almost dropping my camera. That I, really? That's what she said? Like, oh, that's so- what she said in front of the camera, and she kept oh. saying this. You okay. know, like I, I uh, you know, like there, there were lots of moments that I was like, I couldn't believe. Like, <laughs> oh my god, okay, <laughs> that gives me. I'm. I, I feel better hearing you say that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, so I grew up in uh, Hungary during the communism, and um, and you know, we we were watching, uh, like I was watching. TV all the time, and it was like obvious propaganda. We were always mm. being told, okay, this is how you have to think, this is what you have to think, these are the good mm. guys, these are the bad guys. Mm. And it's very much present in a much more hidden way um, in uh, in the West, like not only in the communism, but it's a, it's a different kind of propaganda, but it, it also exists. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always try to make films that could be interpreted in different ways that that is not you know tells you that okay these are the good guys these are the bad guys 
you know, we believe uh, that uh, he's right and she's wrong, and you know, like right, whatever. Right. Like I don't, I don't, you know, I can appreciate films like that, but that's not what I do. I'm right. interested in showing different truths of the same, of the same thing. And you so, did actually, especially in that circumstance that I was referring to, you did. Mm-hmm. You showed the different perspective, which for each person was their truth. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad that it came uh, came across. Well, I thank you so much for being my guest today. This was enlightening, and I I'm going to I will be watching it again. There is no doubt because I do like to watch things more than once to make because sometimes you see something that you didn't see before, or you look at it and you hear it in a different way. So I will definitely be watching it again and. I encourage everyone to check it out. This is a film we're seeing. And once you've seen it, spread the word. So again, Tomash, I thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's been a great pleasure. Riff Koosh is hosted by me, Rivka Campbell. We're produced and edited by Michael Freeman. Our theme music is by Westside Gravy. We're proudly sponsored by the Canadian Race Relations Foundation and hosted by the CJN Podcast Network. To support our work and everything else the CJN does, visit the cjn.ca slash donate to make a monthly donation and receive a charitable tax receipt. Thanks for listening.